Yep. All right, welcome to the Tim Biscuit Podcast. Today we've got a new guest, and that is, is it Josh Lillis? Yes, from Stand Up X. Yes, you've like been on before. Um, YouTube removed the last video. Yeah. Of you guys, but the um, audio is still out there, so people can go and search that. But yours is widely getting downloaded the most, so like, oh, really? like so far, yeah. So you went, so you went to the protest march yesterday, didn't you? Is it Trafalgar Square? Was it? Yep, Trafalgar Square. Loads of people there. Um, personally, I was involved in trying to help out with the security. And yeah, but for the most part, it was a really good event. How many people do you think was there? Sort of. So it's always hard to gauge numbers, but I know that the capacity of Trafalgar Square is supposed to be thirty-five thousand, and it was packed. So I'm, I'm at least thirty-five thousand. Sweet. What's so? Tell people if like they haven't heard of Stand Up X, and if they haven't been bothered to listen to the last one, um, what Stand Up X is about, and what was yesterday's protest match about? Stand Up X is anti-lockdown, anti-5G and anti-vaccination and track. So that's the three main messages. But yesterday's event was a collaborative event, a collaborative event with a few different groups. And it was about the Coronavirus Act 2020 and trying to you know, make a make a statement that so many people are against this act, which basically gives the government permission to do anything they want. It does seem to be getting a bit ridiculous now. I can understand. Well, do you believe the virus is real first? What's your personal so, view on it? I'm going to give my personal view. Not everyone. Like Stand up has people with all kind of different views, but I think it exists. Uh, I just don't think. Whether it's, well, I know you can tell by the stats, official stats, that it's nowhere near as dead, deadly as we were first told. And it's basically a bad flu. Yeah. That's my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I, I don't think it's as bad as the making out because I was reading a report today. I think it was one of the news things that popped up on my phone and the increase rate compared to like April, we're still getting a lot of increase, but we're not getting the same death rate. Right, exactly. I mean, Which the, is, the hospital, hospital, hospitalizations are not even going up like they're the same, really. So cases, cases are meaningless because they're just the more you test, the more you find, basically. Right, yeah, and um, I have heard from several people that a lot of the testing in hospital is incidental now, so like people will go in with, say, a broken arm or something else, and they'll just get routinely swabbed or tested, mm. and they'll get caught with the, you know, with the mis- COVID-19, like, sort of 19. Yeah, they get a positive test for a test, which also the inventor of the test says is not uh, good for an accurate test for a virus. And even Dom, I think it was Dominic Rubb from the government advisor team said it has a 7% accuracy rate the other day. So what, like these tests are meaningless anyway. Yeah. Uh, also, I've read to this morning, I don't know if you're aware, Birmingham in talks with the army to to um, door-to-door testing. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. No. But I heard Boris Johnson suggest something about the army the other day. So I'm not surprised, like. I, I, I like you surprised on how many people are going along with the mask wearing, the, the, the like people who are glove wearing and the people that are willing to give up the freedoms. I mean, what's your view on mask wearing? Um, I think masks are bad for you, bad for your respiratory system um, and psychologically damaging for children. 
so, but if you want to wear one, that's your choice. Just don't think it should be forced on anyone else like it is being now on the underground and in shops. I th- I think it's more symbolic. I think yeah. there's an ulterior mo- meaning with it. Um, Could be. I have, I am doing a book because I've got anxiety and like things like that. And then like the lockdown, it got a bit worse. Um, so I decided to do a CBT training book. And in one of the things it says, um, you know, this book's all done by proper um, psych, like sort of psychologists and that. And there's a section in it that humans need three basic human needs. One is autonomy. And that's the ability to decide for ourselves what we do without being overly controlled by others relatedness meaningful and satisfying connection to other people and competence feeling like we're good at what we do and able to put our talents to use then three things the government are taking away from us and this is one way to think about our goals is to ask how much our psychological needs are, are being fulfilled countless studies have shown humans need three things and they're the three things autonomy like relatedness and competence and that sort of thing. So like that's what we're being robbed of. And that will dull us down and we'll just become drones with them like the mask. You can't see people, it's hard to talk. My um people I know are starting to get acne mm-hmm. like around here. People yeah. are getting glasses steamed up, people are saying it's uncomfy now. But people are so compliant. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see what percentage of people don't agree with it, but are just going along with it for a yeah. quiet life. Because I yeah. bet you it's a bigger percentage that well, don't want to do it than do want to do it. I agree with you 100%, because basically everyone I talk to, pretty much everyone I talk to about it, says, yeah, I don't really want to do it, but I just, I don't think it even helps. But I just do it because, you know, I just, yeah, just want it, want an easy life, easy choice. So if then people could just stop and just, just refuse... It, it, the whole thing would come down with masks because I think that's the majority's view. Don't really want to do it, but just choose an easy option. I mean, where I'm from, we're like one of the lowest in the country. We're in like the top five, top ten of infection rate because like I like live on the east coast near Hull, okay. um, and we've either got anything. The ones again that are coming in are all in, like incidental, but I am beginning to see more and more people wearing masks outside again i saw someone the other day well actual fact it was yesterday i was in my car and we're in the car with the window open with a mask on i respect everyone's choice because everyone's got the right of freedom of speech and freedom of expression but what i don't agree with if it's being forced on someone if they don't want to do it and i don't agree with people just giving up the freedoms is easy because there's a lot of people that i thought wouldn't have done Mm. Yeah, I know, same here. A lot of people I thought were kind of strong-willed people and opinionated turn out not to be. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah, and it certainly shows um, the real fuck you government people to the yeah. ones who were just like, oh, yeah, I fuck the government, yeah. I this, this, that and the other. But then they're wearing a mask, they're compliant and things like that. And I'm finding it, I think the power of the media has got a lot to do with it. Of course. And I'm doing these podcasts. I've learned how to talk to it, and I've learned how the press and media work. I mean, we all know how papers write and like the magnify and the paraphrase stuff. Um, and I don't think they're helping. I think they're putting the fear of God into people. Um, so going back to yesterday's match, because like this is something I wanted to talk about. Someone there's 
there's a video of a lady being like lobbed away by the police. I don't, I'm like sure you've seen it. It's like all over Instagram and like the news. Um, did them, you see any of that or did like, was like you there when them like happened? Cause I've seen the full video. Well, I've seen more video today and it seems like she was going to protect someone and the police were pushing her away. Now I do realize the police have got a difficult job to do, especially was regarding what happened to the police officer who like got shot. So everyone's going to be on high alert, but did you see any heavy handedness from them like the police or like, you know, was it all fairly um, decent so, sort of thing? So I actually, I was helping out with security, but I, just as David Ike finished, we escorted David Ike back to his car, me and, uh, me and a team. So by the time I'd got back, the police had basically raided and were confiscating the equipment. Um, uh, you say equipment, what sort of equipment was the... All the sound equipment. All the, like, we managed to get the generator out and a few other bits back to the van. I ran a few things back to the van with people. But yeah, they took a lot of the speakers and uh, the sound equipment. Yeah, I mean, that's all. That's like, I reckon we got about a third of it out of there and they took two thirds of it. So I don't know what law that they have to do that, but that's what they did. Um, in terms of heavy handedness, it was very, very peaceful up in because... The, the Pierce Corbin was in constant uh, contact with the police throughout the week, and he made. And the agreement was, you provide a risk assessment, you'll be okay. So we provided a risk assessment, we got approved. So we had 12 to three was the time we we were given or we gave to them until we were finished. Anyway, David Ike finished talking at three o'clock, so we took him out, and then obviously they've raided straight away at three o'clock. I'm assuming the excuse would be the, the social distancing rules weren't being followed, but um, and I see the video and the picture you're talking about. And I heard, yeah, there was a lot of heavy handedness. I see people covered in covered in blood from police interactions. So, I mean, the whole day we were very peaceful towards the police. A lot of people doing speeches, showing love to the police. Uh, we had a minute silence for the for their colleague who, who got shot at the start. So it was really loving and we were really respectful towards them. And yet still they treat us with no respect. As soon as three o'clock hits, they come and raid and with heavy handedness and last week we had an event at Trafalgar Square as well and we had a lot of heavy handedness from police there but we had a lot of aggressive people there and we managed to keep them off until about six o'clock when the eve when the event dwindled down yes yeah like say about these new rules of that because it's the rule of six in and like social yeah. distancing rules is just the guideline it's not an actual rule so, for social distancing so I, that's, I know and I last week I was helping push the police back. And uh, I even spoke to somebody, said, what are you actually enforcing here? What are you here to, we're enforcing the rule of six, you're breaking the rule of six, we're enforcing the rule of six. That's what they kept saying. So they, they're they under the impression that this is a law and that they're enforcing the law. Do you want to explain the rule of six? Is it a law? And what's the difference between law and like a mandate? I, it's... I've, been to, I've been told, I don't really know. You hear, you know, you hear government advisors and Boris Johnson say directly you don't follow these laws is it laws they say or guidelines i don't really know but there's, there's fines for it but i also know if someone who's claimed who's part of, who was uh, doing these protests from early on has claimed i've got 26 fines for not following these laws or guidelines and not one of them fines has come through the post he's put his real address down real name not one of them will come through the post because when it comes down to it legally they're unenforceable apparently I do know when these masks came out, I think it was the 24th of July, um, I think it was a Friday, like, came in, the police commissioners, the, 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 like, some of the police commissioners did lobby 
or like their group did lobby against this saying we won't be able to do this it's mm. it's we've got far much to concern ourselves with than like this yeah. and um going back to the rule of six even boris johnson said i think it was at the beginning of last week about don't call the police if you've got like only call it if it's a big party right and and it's like is he speaking in code that he doesn't want to do it, but he's trying to pacify something? And do you think Boris Johnson is being used as a puppet for a higher cabal? And what do you think the end game is in doing this? Do you think it's going to a cashless society, Mark of the Beast? Do you think it's more of a spiritual war now? Because things are going to be coming in. Like, if you don't get a vaccine, will you have to wear a mask? And if that's the case, you will be looked upon as, he ain't got the vaccine, he's wearing a mask. And it'll be you'll be treated like a leper but what is the main goal is it to destroy god's creation or is it to take full control of the entire population of the world uh, my so on boris johnson there's a few theories out there one of my, a few people i know are really into trump and they think trump's kind of make like this is really deep i don't i don't personally believe this but they think trump is using boris johnson to expose the corruption wake people up so they rebel against this, but that's 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 a really far out there theory. My opinion is, I follow someone on Twitter who claims to have known Boris Johnson for 35 years and said these actions that he's doing are so out of character. It's as if he's being held to ransom. So I think what you said about being being forced to do something for whatever reason um, is true. I don't think this is what he would want to do. I think he's kind of being forced into it. So. Um, and what was the other question? Sorry, yeah. uh, what's, what's, end goal, the end goal. sorry, so the, yeah, the what, end goal was your other question, yeah, yeah. Um, the end goal uh, is basically China and North Korea, them kind of dictatorship countries of, of today, are what we're looking at in the future if we don't do something now. And that's what I tell people who are sitting down and doing nothing your children or the you know, your children are going to be living, living in. A society like China, North Korea, full of corruption, where the government could do anything they want to you. Is that what you want for your children? You need to, if not, then you need to get up now. And yeah, like you said, it's a spiritual war. It's a war for your mind. Every single war is a war for your mind. World War One, you know, World War Two. Hitler wanted, he wanted to control countries so he could control people and their minds. That's what he wanted to do. So now, in the modern day. You don't have to go and directly control that country to control them people's minds. You can do it through control of media, social media. You can do it through control of vested interest control kind of thing through governments. So this is a war for your mind, for your spirit. And this World War Three right now, basically, that I believe we're in the middle of. What do you think to the vaccine thing? Because it says that we'll have like so many tests a day, along with Birmingham. If they start doing this door-to-door test, they've been in contact with the army to see if the army can only come and help. Uh, there's a few people that think it's a good idea to put the army on the streets, and I'm like, to, I'm like saying to them, you do not want that. You do not want the army to take more control because yeah. the, oh, but like the police are understaffed, this and that, and they're like listening to the media. Do you, I mean? Do you think we're going into a cashless society, and do you think we'll have to take a like a vaccine? And so, to like start buying stuff and going into shops and maybe show a card to say, well, yeah. I've been vaccinated. Yeah, I think no doubt, no, uh, no doubt, we're definitely moving towards a cashless society. And I've been reading that in books from years ago. Yeah. Oh no, no, we can't, that won't happen. And yeah, you can clearly see 
where we're heading now and this is being used for that oh you can spread the virus through cash card only you know it's very convenient for that for that agenda um you saying that sorry to cut you off you saying that the um, virus is a very convenient thing for a lot of things to be put in place and like the thing is that when it first kicked off it was 101 manipulation gaslighting it was basically saying if it goes wrong with an nhs system you're to blame and now you can see in the media it's all changing died with co like died with coronavirus died with covid19 it's not saying died from covid it's saying died with but they do it in such a way it skims your brain and like you don't realize like you're just going along with it i mean it's convenient to pay by card but it's also nice to pay by cash as and and as well so you you, yeah firstly you you mentioned about where we're headed and forced vaccination earlier and cashless society well (coughs) and the testing system testing at your door and coming to you with the army well if enough people refuse then it won't happen it's very simple if enough people refuse the vaccine won't be a problem if enough people refuse the testing the testing system at your door won't be a problem if enough people pay by cash as well so for me i'm trying wherever i can just to make sure i have cash and pay by cash it's legal tender places are supposed to be able to accept are supposed to accept cash still even though there's this guideline or kind of like an encouragement to use cards Mm. restaurants all think they're doing the right thing for the spread of the virus by um using card only but yeah, always try and pay by cash. It's, it's kind of like a vote. You're voting for cash, but every time you pay for it. Yeah, the, but the way they're doing it is very insidious because it's step by step. And if you backtrack from, because it happened on my birthday on like the 23rd of March, actually like locked the country down, and I was meant to be going for a curry before, and I went, oh fucking nice birthday present for me, oh, isn't it? My, and like, my since, oh, so I managed to go out for my birthday on the 14th of March. <laughs> Oh, that's wicked. Last night out, ever, basically, in a club. I mean, personally, I'm living my life like this thing doesn't exist. Yeah, same. It's like I go into shops without my mask on. I don't get bothered like like it because I'm not. One thing I didn't agree with um, was when the first mandate came in on the 24th is you saw people filming themselves strutting about the shops without wearing a mask. And I thought... Yeah, but that's not helping the situation now. You're not doing anything. You're just proving a point and saying, oh, look at me. I can understand why they did it, but I don't think that helped to the cause. Um, and I'm seeing more and more masks just flung down. I'm, I'm still seeing people wearing gloves, touching the face for the masks. I spoke to people who were wearing masks in shops and like, they go, that's bloody ridiculous, isn't it? So like... As like we spoke to before, the people who wear them, I think, and it's ridiculous. We need them to say no, but they're saying, "Oh, you've got to stop spreading this." Or it'd be different if your granny or you got it, if you did this and that. And then you see the press chuck one in every now and again. There's been one in this week where it says, "I thought coronavirus was a fake, but now I'm ill in bed." Mm-hmm. ONS are still releasing the figures. Is, is it the ONS? Yeah. Yeah, um, they're still releasing figures that pneumonia and the flu are killing more people, right? Yeah. The flu has still got a vaccine and it's still killing people. Yeah. The run about the first shot of the vaccine, if it comes out in December, January time, won't do enough and we'll have to have top ups. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm no doctor. That's why I can't really argue about the vaccine thing. But you don't honestly know what they're putting in your body. And that's well, the crux of it. Well, you don't have to be a doctor to be a, a critical. You're a critical thinker, and you're an individual. So, and you and you, there's loads of doctors, professionals that are speaking out that you can that you can hear from, 
and you do know you don't really know what's in it a lot of the time but you do know some of the things that are in it i know it's egg based isn't it and is it fetal cows as well and some stranger different stuff but there's different i know different vaccines have different ingredients but there's heavy metals mercury in the flu vaccine is mercury there's there's a pork gelatin you know i'm a vegan so i wouldn't be having (laughs) that's my choice not to have that in my body no yeah because it's egg based so like you can refuse that can't you yeah i can and but all of them all vaccines there's no such thing as a vegan vaccine i found out like they're all they've all got animal derived products in and that a lot of them have human baby fetus cells in now if you want to have that in your body that's your choice but don't even try and force that on me that is disgusting have you got any proof of that because i have heard that and i couldn't find yes, anything i've got proof of that if you google if you google vaccine ingredients uk it takes you to an oxford website yeah and that's the official va- uh, vaccine website for the uk ingredients and it ta- and it lists all them ingredients including human baby fetus cells it does include that on there it says aluminium formaldehyde um and yeah the egg based stuff the chicken it says chicken and pork gelatine it's all listed there for you to see mm. you see it'd be also interesting to see how the pro choices go up like a like along with this saying my body my choice it'll be interesting mm. to see if they say you're going to have to have the vaccine going to the vaccine being mandated can them like you see and making people have it because i mean like couldn't the theory go that if enough people had the vaccine say i think it's over 70 percent so like they say wouldn't they be able to create head head immunity with as many people as 70 percent having the vaccine and then like the other 40 percent say of the population wouldn't have to have the vaccine yeah like they, they claim that they'll claim that but from i read a few months ago there was a mainstream article about the fact that 50% of people who are refusing the coronavirus vaccine are going to. So if then people actually stay strong and don't, you know, don't just accept it, oh, it's coming now, I'll do it, you know, mm. then it's gonna, then it's not going to work, is it? It's not going to have any effect. So we'll see what happens. That'll be very interesting. I do find that a lot of people have surprised me that I know personally and know very well have took it on board saying, well, if the government says, well, I'm going to wear my mask. The, the the like sort of thing that annoys me, and I don't mind them having their own view. They can do what they want. But what sort of pisses me off a bit is they don't question the narrative, and they're like, well, one hand the government are this, that, and the other, the other. But now, why would the government lie? And it's like you just on one hand criticizing the government, and we go back to the point of this is where we see the proper warriors with the flags being flown into battle they're like the anti-maskers and we see the fake ones who were like think it's cool to go against the government like oh i'm a hippie student yeah let's go against it but then you're like seeing all that same crowd wearing a mask yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, that doesn't make sense but yeah that's the thing as well where i talk to a lot of people on like you everyone knows the government are making absolutely no sense with these rules and regulations they're all contradictory they don't they're not logical so therefore the government just need to leave us alone that's the conclusion you should draw from their ridiculous actions and guidelines and contradictions but people still seem to yeah like you said people say oh this is a load of crap and they still think oh yeah you need to wear a mask oh yeah you need well they're only doing that because the government's told the government's told them to do that yeah mm. and it's just like they're just going along with that i mean the older generation you can sort of see why but do you think going back to when I was on about manipulation, saying, well, if the NHS falls, it's down to you? And the, the like, NHS was never overwhelmed. Never and, even close. But I'm sure we were told. Well, like, I'm, 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 
I'm sure I watched the news, which I don't watch that much. I saw the, in the news them saying that hospitals were overwhelmed during this. And when it turns out, if you check the stats, they never were overwhelmed. 60% ICU max uh, capacity was the max. 60%. That's nowhere near overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Because obviously they were too busy doing TikTok videos. Yeah, yeah apparently you so. You see what I mean? It's like... You're saying one thing and you like say no, well, we're going to open these new hospitals, but then you're seeing on Twitter, Instagram, everyone's doing TikTok videos, and it's like, well, you can't be that overwhelmed if like you're all doing a stupid dance. Exactly. That's exactly so. And we have a we have a nurse who's been coming to our events. She made that video called um, Certificate of Bollocks. I tried to get her on to my oh. podcast, but I, but I like couldn't find her. Yeah, I, really interesting that one if i can find her instagram for you you can maybe message her but she yeah she, so I'm, she's an example of a nurse who's being honest and i think if you ask any nurse or doctors they, they they'll say they've had the they've had the least busy period of their life in their workplace like they've had nothing to do over this covid period what actually happened to her did like she get the sack or did she get kept on i heard she got a sack i don't know if that's i'm pretty sure that's true that she got the sack yeah yeah, that's that's like that's like the worrying thing where everything can be controlled. As I said, the last video was taken down. You speak out, they make you look like a crazy fool. You speak out, they find out where you work, and they try and just like, like sort of destroy you. Like sort of like as I said, I'm not a fan of Matt Hancock purely because he said once this was when the full lockdown was on. I mean, I'm not a fan of the institutional government as it is, but he said, well, if like you don't obey the rules, we're going to take your exercise from you. And I'm like. I'm like, we're not kids, but then you've got people like Rishi Sunak that seems to be doing his best, and then Boris Johnson that conveniently caught it. But that, that's why I'm saying, are they being used by are they being used as puppets by an upper echelon of it group seem, of people? It seems to be that way. But one thing you can be sure of is that these advisors uh, have vested interests, and one of them, I don't know which one it was. It's not Cummings. It's not. It's not Hancock. There was another one who it was this week came out has 600,000 pounds worth of shares in vaccine in a vaccine company i think it might be the one of the coronavirus vaccine companies so you can there is a definite suspicion that there's some sort of um agenda being there being new some sort of agenda but one thing you can actually prove is that they've got vested interest and that should not be that should not be legal in government no advisor or government official should have uh, vested interests that's corruption I'm I'm just yeah, and I'm worried about the emotional effect because like now people I mean today they're changing the tune on it, but yesterday and the day before and a few days before saying oh we're going to keep students locked up for over Christmas in universities. Uh, I like know the one of the like sort of government like trying to be seen as saviors now saying oh maybe we can get people together over Christmas. How like do you feel just from a spiritual and emotional side that the banning you're seeing your friends and your loved ones um and saying you can't go see your nana and granddad if there's more than six people and that's the law i mean surely people have got to say it's not just for your own good that's like a massive impact on your mental health and your just like the whole way you live and how you function and everything's being taken away and people are going along with this and this is what's making me angry people are just going along with it they're like not questioning it and it's under the guise of bullshit virus that's probably yeah. the flu that's been relabeled 
it's yeah, it's psychologically damaging for everyone involved. Older people who who are having to isolate and not see people for a long time, children especially. So if anyone throws that at you, oh, you're you're careless. You don't care about old people because you're not socially distant and and you're not, and you don't respect the guidelines and you disagree with the guidelines. You don't care about old people. Well, no way. If you follow these guidelines and don't rebel, then you are actually being you are, you don't care about young people and ch- uh, children psychological da- psychologically damaging effects is having on them that's what i throw back at them people because i know i work at school and children have come back so many children have come back massively overweight because they've been doing no exercise they've they've changed psychologically a lot of them they're not the same like they're not as socially they're not as social they're hesitant to talk more these kind of effects and how long is this going to go on for until they until until it kind of heals itself this might be long-term damage we don't know now we um, and for example and also for the older generation so my nan is as high as like 86 she has had we actually hadn't hasn't been able to see a family really for all this time until until recently she's been seeing us again but she um she drinks a lot so because we can't see her she's just drinking more and more and more getting in more problems and that's causing health issues so that's the effects she could she could well she's more likely in my opinion to die of loneliness through drinking and other things than she's of this virus so let these and my neighbor's older as well and she says i've lived on this planet long enough long enough to make my own mind up for my own health and do my own things i don't need the government acting like a teacher like you said treating us like children to tell me what i need to do and what i what where i'm going to be safe people can make their own minds up leave us alone yeah the first time lockdown happened the the full lockdown which just to put it out there, I don't think they'll do a, another national lockdown. I, I like, don't think they can. I don't think they want to. That's why there's a lot of localised lockdowns going on. Um, when I first went doing my exercise, because I live near the seaside, the majority of the old people, um, I'll just give it away, the people I saw was old people. And like, right. and we used to see them all the time, like the same people day after day. The other thing, going back to how you said bearing in mind it's only like three to five months where these kids were off and that's a short term and you've noticed a change in their psychological makeup which is a scary just shows how easy it is to say pre-program people like I yeah. sort of program people people are being asked to work from home now now i do know reports i've said working from home is not beneficial psych- like psychological because you can't get that cut off point from home mm. and work we all know we have a shitty day at work but one thing we are thankful of is a warm shower food and a bed when we come home from work because you, you do get a sense of it's oh, a shit day but you feel good about yourself now if yeah. you're working from home you can't get that because you've got that comfort there all the time mm. people saying well no because i spoke to several people saying well yeah that's true but i've made my room into an office so it's just like being back at work and i don't argue with them because i don't want to get into an argument with them about it but i'm like but it's not the same is it because you you still know subconsciously you're at home you know you're not either in an office driving a delivery sorting out accounts you can't get that so our psychological makeup as like you've seen yourself but what you're saying is you need psychologically you need that change of scenery every day and that like you know what i mean you need that change of environment and social interaction as well and you see that with people who win the lottery who stay at work people say oh you're like mad with all that money going back to work but people need that to make them function and if we're getting that taken away from us we're slowly being dumbed down 
and it's only what is is it six months and look how people are so compliant we are like drones yeah so so what about your family and friends are like they with you or do they or do they think you're a bit crazy like Um, people think i'm crazy no well friends of my well my family at first we had discussions kind of got a bit heated but now they're just they're just like this is a load of crap they just know now they just know but are they willing to do something about it i'm not going to influence them or try to influence them to get out of the house and get down to a protest or do something because it's up to them you know i mean they have to come to that conclusion by themselves i feel if i just if i get on them it's going to be counterproductive probably and i tell them don't wear masks some of them still do it my mum doesn't wear a mask anymore in terms of friends they, it was the same with them at first they were like okay like thanks for the information but I think you're talking rubbish now. They all know, like, this ain't right. This is the wrong way to go about it, that's for sure. But, like you said, they're still, you know, pretty much complying to the rules, basically. I've got one friend who who's been, who wants to kind of come start coming down with me now to the protest, and he doesn't wear a mask in the shops or anything like that. So, yeah, there's, it's... Uh, and at work, I've got to speak to a few people who are... Everyone I speak to kind of knows this knows this bullshit. So uh, to some degree. So like you said at the start, it's the problem isn't that people don't know what's going on. The problem is are people willing to stand up and do something about it? I think. Yeah, and I like think we're losing our critical thinking, and like I think we've seen that throughout with uh, the trans debate with Black Lives Matter and also coronavirus. It's sort of all come at once. It's a big snowball. Um, and obviously terror events that are happening and have happened this um, year, I like think we're just getting swayed and we're getting manipulated and brainwashed into a certain way of thinking. I'm like losing, as like you've seen at your school, the kids coming back, we're losing our own pattern of thought, our own thought process, our own free thinking. And we're just being told, we, there's a lot of people, but I know personally that haven't got their own, um, their own autonomy no more. They're just going with what, the press tell them to and the big yeah. the big clutch as well and we're in this mess to help save lives and really when people say that you can't really argue with that you like can't because like that's how it's been portrayed and yeah. they've done it in such a way where they know they've sort of won the main argument and anyone who questions is either a crazy conspiracy theorist even right. if you question something now and it's like the ridicule in them they like sort of david ike all the way from I can remember the 80s the lizard people who's been ridiculed and he's been ridiculed I know he's been in on like London Real and things like that but he's not a stupid man by no means because he's wrote books and everything but no one takes him seriously because he thinks the Queen's a lizard yeah royal family and the BBC I've done a video on the BBC where I phoned them up about I don't know if you've seen that I phoned them up about the I phoned them up about the Eric Gill statue oh really yeah like he's on my youtube um and on there i just got passed from pillar to post and said well we'll put you through to complaints line and it didn't come it just cut me off we um we've sent a stand up we've sent letters to them we've sent letters of complaint and it went back and forth like three times they justified it by saying oh it's um a, a, a listed building so therefore it can't be taken down or anything like that and they said that also oh it's in his inspiration was Shakespeare, so it was Shakespeare's one of Shakespeare's plays. It's not, and I said, what? So it's an inspiration from Shakespeare's play, but therefore the statue needs to be a naked child, and um, made created by a paedophile. I don't think that makes sense. Anyway, at that point they said, uh, we're not going to talk anymore. 
that was it. And so, I mean, yeah. I mean, if people aren't aware, like Eric Gill had sexual in, like intercourse with his sister up and, until and, nearly and, he died. And his kids, and daughters and kids, yeah. and daughters, and he also um, had sexual intercourse with the family's dog. Right. As, as well, individual who was a sculpture, and he sculpted he sculpted a an old a, a man standing in front of a naked child kind of around his pelvic area and that's in front of the main BBC broadcasting house building and at the stand up we've been there three, three times to go and you know tell them what we think and they don't like it at all so we're going to keep going there and I feel like you know at this time where there's been statues being torn down around the, you know around the world and around the country and no one seems to really be against it why is this statue still up I have made exactly the same thing and I was just called why you so racist basically not so many words when i said that so but um what's the future of stand-up x now then where like you know where you're gonna go because like it seems to be your protests seem to be down south the i mean have you thought about coming up north a bit like hallway grimsby cleethorpe's way um beverly way up um there's different stand-up groups so we have the sheffield group which is obviously north. There's Piers Corbyn goes up there, and people go up there. We got we got to we've been up to Liverpool. Um, even, yeah, even the London people have been up to Liverpool. But mainly we have different groups kind of doing different different things in parts of the country. And the one I'm involved with is kind of strictly London. Mm. And going forward, like we've had our last two weeks have been collaborative events, like with other groups, and it's been hard work trying to make agreements and what we want and speakers and speaking times and all that stuff stage equipment proper hard work to organize it also i think after now now these two weeks are gone we'll be going back to kind of uh what we've done before which was you know maybe a few hundred of us probably probably be more than that now because we built such a following but going on the streets leafleting i mean working through morrison's doing things like that which not only make an impact on like on the people there but also have an impact online when you share it virally because the world is online these days. You, know, you have to, if you can make an impact there, that's probably even more important than making an impact to people face to face. What did what um, phone system do you use? Do you use iPhone or Android? I use iPhone. Yeah, I use iPhone. I know on the latest update we've got um, already built in is the coronavirus thing, and you just got to download the app. What do you? Th- I mean, I mean, I'm not going to download the app. What do you think to all these QR codes that are coming out and the? Because um, I went for breakfast yes, like yesterday, and they had to give my details, and I said, "How long are you going to keep them for?" And she looked at me, and went, "I don't know." And I just made a, like, sort of just a joke, say, "Well, don't go right on any toilet walls then." I mean, I'm not too fussed about. Well, I say I'm not. I am too fussed about giving my number, but it seems you've got to do that now to get like sort of a decent well, fry up. You don't because. We've, I've been going to restaurants and I just give a, I, I just, I sometimes put my phone in front of the QR code and just beep, I just say beep and I just move <laughs> on and they don't realise. Well, that's a good I, thing to do actually, yeah, I didn't even think just, of doing that. I also just give a <laughs> fake name, I even, a lot of the time I use the same names, I use, I write Matt Hancock and, make, and write a number with loads of, loads of sixes in it or just do the same thing with Bill Gates, write Bill Gates, so. Yeah, what do they say to you when Mike? Nothing. They've never said anything to me, I don't know if they don't read it or they notice it and they just leave it alone but they never, I've never, they've never said anything to me when I've done it so you yeah, see just... as soon as I walked in there I like said I'm not wearing a mask 
blah blah this i've got I, i'm like the girl on there it's just bloody stupid isn't it and that's what i'm getting from people in tesco's people in spa shops mccall shops i'm gonna out all the shops that but all the shops seem to be doing the same thing like we just think it's ridiculous but now the workers themselves have got to wear the masks and like i saw one last the other day and like the mask was like as nearly as big as a red and there was a gap here a gap there two massive gaps here and she and said it's like too big for my head i can't wear it properly yeah well, we went to a restaurant yesterday and there was a lady wearing a massive visor yes pointless but she said to us she's she's thankful to the manager because the manager said she can the manager got them these visors instead of masks because the visors at least you're not breathing in your own viruses and bacteria and carbon dioxide and material from them from the masks so she was grateful for that but she she like everyone else we always seem to speak to knows it's a load of crap so we're coming to the end because i am busy you're busy it's, it's, it took some time to get together yeah. what's your advice for people that are worried like well i don't think it's real but i'm going along with it just have a quiet life what's your advice My and advice. also when so yeah that's fine and when's your next protest match and how can people get involved there you go that's quite a lot to answer for you so and for the people who are complying but disagree with it which i think is the majority it's time to you need to look into the consequences of what this is going to lead to if you don't stand up as an individual because as an, you can only do what you can as an individual never think of yourself as too small to make a difference you need to, if you want your children or, you know, I'm sure everyone has children involved in their life somewhere if they don't have your own kids. Do you want them, them children to experience a fun life growing up with freedom and playing with friends and open space? Or do you want them in a China, North Korea dictatorship society where they're going to be spending most, most of their life scared, not being able to experience life as it should be? Well, that's your choice now. You either need to sit down and let it happen or stand up and do something about it. And to stand up, it's very simple. Just don't comply. When you when they ask you track and trace, put a fake name. Don't scan the don't scan the PR code. When you go into a shop, don't wear a mask. You're legally you all you have to do is claim you're exempt anyway. It's easy. Um, and what was the other question? Where are stand up going for? Yeah, where's the like sort of what sort of stand ups next plans? And also. Is there any good web, like websites or different literature, apart from this podcast, to listen to where people can get a different view and find out a bit more and which makes them, which makes helping them critical think more in just instead of believing the sun, the star and the mirror and yeah. obviously the BBC. So with the way it's going, the algorithms and stuff is getting harder on social medias like YouTube and Facebook, Twitter, but and Instagram, but it's still there. The information is still there. So just start following the right people. Start following Stand Up X and the accounts that you see things retweeted and you follow them accounts. And it puts you in a network of information, of alternative information. And you have to make sure you're a critical thinker still because there is fake stuff out there that'll make you look silly if you quote it and then it turns out to be false. So yeah, just that's how you get access to all this information. That's how you get access to the alternative is social media. And... Um, I would recommend documentaries on YouTube, follow stand-up, follow the stand-up accounts on Instagram, Twitter, um, follow people leading leading this movement on Twitter. You know, there's, there's a, I, I, I think Simon Dolan puts some great information out there. Some people disagree, but I think he does. So follow someone like Simon Dolan on Twitter and just check through their tweets every day, check, <coughs> check through their page. 
mm-hmm. and you'll find a load of interesting information. Gareth Ike, David Axon posts a lot of good stuff as well. Excellent stuff. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, I'll send you a link to the BBC, like yeah. what I did there, and, and I'll also put it down below in the prescription. The, the cool. prescription, the description. <laughs> All right, then. Cheers for coming on, Josh. Cheers, that dude. Nice one. Appreciate Cheers, that. buddy. Good day. Take, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. The Tea Biscuits Podcast.